Hey, what's going on? It's March 10, 2021. How's it going? Uh, Tesla. Jesus Christ. Tesla went up 19.64% during market hours and 2.29% in after hours for pretty much 22% <coughs> overall today. Wow. Tesla since to amaze me. It's pretty much it, it, it's always the case. It's always been the case also in the past with Tesla. Every time there was um that's just too now every time there was a big dip in Tesla, it was followed by insane recovery play recovery plays. Uh and this was no different. I mean, yesterday we had an article, for example, here in Reuters that were saying Tesla loses a third of its value for the third time in a year. It's pretty much a, a cases about Tesla, uh, you know, talking about Tesla making a slump, and it's pretty much like a kind of bearish argument about Tesla. But one thing that was interesting in it, that article is just to show you, I mean, in my, in my view, they show you this uh, graph that is Facebook retakes market cap lead over Tesla. It's pretty much like Facebook um, market cap from November 2020 to now March 2021 and it's pretty much like Facebook going to the range of 600 to 700 billion dollars and then you have Tesla that around January December kind of surpassed Facebook has become uh, higher valuation almost hitting 900 billion was offering around 825 billions while Facebook was offering around the 700 billion dollars. And just to show you, I mean, and now they're pretty much in the same valuation and it still amazed me that some of the people will look at Facebook and they will say that it's a pretty good, damn good investment and it is. I'm very bullish also on Facebook. I think it's also in pretty uh, cheap price right now. But to think that uh, Facebook is somehow like the thing that Facebook could be somehow higher value than Tesla or it should have a higher value than Tesla to me it's kind of crazy when you think about it just the innovation the sheer innovation that is coming out of Tesla compared to Facebook is, is just is is not even comparable and you know, and it, it shows us, yeah, pretty much this is the kind of graph that I wanted to see. It shows us like a 61% a drop back in March 2020. They're have a, a pretty good recovery. 34% drop in September. We had, and again, sharp recovery. Then a 35% drop again um, in the past four weeks. And we have, I mean, a 22 retake just today. Um, it, Tesla is really interesting in itself that I think, like I said, I, I've talked to this about this yesterday. I think it's just we're going to see much more money pouring in. And I mean, it's one of the most I think it's the most shorted stock. And I mean, just let's look at it. How Tesla shorts um, volume. Or like most shorted stocks, let's go with the most shorted stocks history. Uh, heavily shorted stocks. Yeah, let's go with that. 18 of the market's most heavily shorted stocks. Uh, Upco Health, Macy's, yeah. 
no, I had this article. Tesla short. Uh, total. Tesla total short position. Uh, short interest is 9.75. Short interest. Where is it? Jesus Christ. Short volume ratio. And I want a total. Jesus Christ. Well, my bad. How many shares of sh stocks of? Yeah, but that's now. I don't want to have the, the amount. I want like the total. Well, anyway. Point is, is that Tesla is one of the most shorted stocks that it was. It, it, so many people have bet against this company. I really don't understand why. I really I don't understand why Hillary Clinton is in my video in my browser right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I don't understand why. It's just uh, it's been a stock that has been so shorted. It's just the the, the power that of. Elon Musk is literally true. I mean, it's just the amount of product that are coming out and the amount of innovation that's coming out of Tesla is just insane. And I think it just proves is also that we have big slum. There's a big amount of people that will get out money of when they have an occasion. But there's just bulls that are just waiting to come back. And I mean, you have Cathy Wood, for example, of Ark Innovation that's just taking is one of the largest. It is his largest position in his portfolio. You have a lot of people backing up. I mean, I understand why some people will just be against Tesla, and I'm still bullish that right now it is uh, sitting at a market cap of six hundred forty-six billion. I mean, we're thinking about by the end of the year one trillion. For sure, by the end of the summer, it's gonna hit. Well, I mean, seven hundred fifty billion is pretty pretty easy for Tesla by the end of the summer. I mean, my prediction is even like something around like eight hundred to nine hundred billion, something like that. Um, but yeah amazing recovery from tesla and other stocks that really interesting for now in games is gamestop which is back i mean we've seen it if we've put up the charts here in the month i mean we have february 24th we have this big rally and it still keep going up and i mean the past days i mean it started march 5th no march 8th it was at 137 and now it's at 246 it went up 27% pretty much uh, today, and it went up in the after hours almost 6%. So, a big total of 33% for today for GameStop. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I don't have anything to say about it. It's just funny. Uh, there's no. This is another thing. People have been in a craze. It's like you've seen those articles like Reddit, you know, field Reddit edit, uh, Redditors uh, buying GameStop. You know, pretty much in the hopes of stimulus, and they always give a reason, and they always try to rationalize it, and I just find it funny. I just find it funny that the journalists covering this. I just find it funny the financial institution just, I mean, crying for regulation when that first happened, and it's just, it's it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It really isn't no big deal uh, for the GameStop. The, this thing that we see, it's a short squeeze that we've seen. There's there's a lot of market movement due to redditors and we've seen market we've seen market uh, volatility pushed by some you know some stakeholders if you can call it that way by some people and you will keep just you will still keep seeing that in the future and I just think GameStop is another example it's just really really funny to see at the moment but anyway just wanted to share it 
it was just amazing recovery for all the plays in the in the market. I mean, everything was up pretty much. Um, it's pretty uh, probably because of the stimulus. And there's a lot of people. Again, inflation is always around the corner. But we have, for example, this article: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says fears that the administration 1.9 trillion relief bill could trigger a rapid rise in inflation are misplaced. So that's the Treasury Secretary. Then there's also uh, Powell of the Fed that said that inflation shouldn't be a problem. And for example, her argument said um, here, ask about concerns about some economists that the measure could rev up the economy too fast and trigger higher inflation. I mean, I'm going to get back to that in a couple of minutes. But Yellen said, I really don't think that this is going to happen. We had a 3.5 unemployment rate before the pandemic. There was no sign of inflation increasing. Um, the jobless rate in February of last year, before 24 million jobs were lost due to lost to the pandemic, stood at a half a century low of 3.5%, with inflation running well be below the Fed's 2% target. So even with 3.5, I mean, that's record also, uh, unemployment 3.5% and they were not meeting that 2%, 2% inflation. So record, record, sorry, record low, uh, unemployment. And you have, I mean, inflation, 2% inflation is nothing. And didn't even meet that target. And it really just, I don't know the people who make this argument that like, Oh, money, everything's going to go open back up, which by the way, it's opening back up, but it's not like this summer is going to have like flood of tourism and festivals going to come back and everything's going to come back to normal. Things are going to slowly start, but again, reduce capacity. <laughs> People were, uh, you know, lost jobs, lost money. They were in deep shit. It's not like everything's going to open back up in June and everyone has money and they're just going to money's going to be flooded in. They have three checks which is nothing. And most of it, the people were smart. They probably paid like their bills and credit card bills. So, and the savings went up. So like the money, a lot of people save up. So it's not money circulating in the economy. I've talked about this yesterday. So, I mean, to really fear inflation, like I said, yes, you can fear inflation um, in the near future in a sense of years, months even, but it's really years if, really uh if you want my opinion but this what we had in the past weeks of the market this correction that went out about like most of the markets about like 15 percent 20 percent it's just an overreaction it's just very a big overreaction and we just see i mean kathy would make the same arguments that we have a lot of the market is just like the, the bullish sentiment is still there it just has brought it out is that people They've moved that money out of the some speculative, and I put in, in quotes, some speculative play or growth play, and they put it into recovery play. And she made an argument that was really interesting, and I share that argument so much, is that the people that say, oh, you know, those stocks are growth stocks, and they are risky stocks, and, you know, you shouldn't bet in those, and you should put your money into those recovery play, into those value play. She makes the argument that, those value plays, those um, blue chip stocks, some of them are actually those are the kind of the those are the kind of stocks that you want to watch. 
you know, you're saying take your money out of growth stock. They're too risky. Put it into safe stocks. But those safe stocks are, you know, doomed to be disrupted in a lot of uh, sectors in a couple of, you know, years to come and months even to come. Uh, we've talked about lemonade, for example, in the financial industry. I'm going to put up this article. I'm nowhere making uh, a parallel, a clear parallel between those two. But J.P. Morgan to win down digital wallet Chase Pay. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase will discontinue its Chase Pay digital wallet at the end of the month, according to a notice on the bank website. Uh, pretty much they say that you cannot really compete with Apple Pay. And it's just an example that came out. Um, today that it, just to illustrate and to make the point what Kathy Wood was saying is that for example the financial industry that is those safe stocks of course none are going to die tomorrow but they're doomed they're old financial institution there's no innovation in those institutions there's no innovation in whatsoever in those institutions they're doomed to get busted I mean they will be laid on Bitcoin. They will be laid on digital wallet. They will try to catch on. They will fail because, well, that's what always happens. When an incumbent, they try to play the new player's game, they always get smashed because they're not good. They're old. They're so hierarchical. They're so, you know, structured that in a way that you cannot really create innovation. Some put it out, put it off, but a lot of it, a lot of them just fail at the job miserably. And I think that's what's going to happen. So all of those value stock and all those safe stock that people say that is just, oh, you know, you should put those money in. They're safe. I don't know what their thinking is. Do you think they will be those companies will be safe for years to come? At some point, most of companies will fail because another player will come in with some disruptive innovation and they will challenge the industry and they will come in and it will pretty much knock on your door and say, uh-uh, that's not how we do business. This is what consumers do. They come in and they smash you. And that's the case with a lot of industries. And I mean, Tesla, for example, is a car industry. I mean, what people think? People are, what, like EV stocks? Yes, there's maybe a hype. Yes, there's a bubble. But what, you think we're they all going to fail and we're not going to get back to uh you know we're not going to continue with electric car we're just going to stay with um gasoline vehicle no we're just going to transition slowly to electric electric car and tesla i've already made this case but tesla is much more than just an electric car it's i mean it's as so much so many verticals it has so many industries that's trying to disrupt at the same time that it's so far ahead of Toyota or Ford or GM or whatnot. It, they were just, and like I said, just on the mechanical standpoint, it's not at all the same thing. And I mean, we can go on and on. The point is, is that a lot of those safe stock won't be safe forever. And I would say they're all going to fail in the next couple of years, but it's really interesting to see people making always making this argument of like, growth stock are risky and you should get your money out and bet on the blue chip stock especially when most of those analysts they will always kind of say oh you know, don't bet on short term always bet on long term well what you're gonna bet on fucking ford or gm for your long term we're gonna bet on tesla like really like what's the deal here what's the deal or do you think like Tesla is just going to drop down in valuation from there in 20 years going to be less than what's worth? Like, 
I don't just don't get the reasoning. I just don't get the reasoning. There's so much fear going on. And I think today we just seen another example that the Tesla is not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I'm going to be worried when Tesla, I'm going to wor be worried about Tesla when Elon Musk gets smashed by a car and dies. That's what I'm going to be worried at because I'm going to be like, okay, now there's no more this maniac. Uh, <laughs> literally, we can call it this way, an alien. What do we call it? This guy is just he's a genius. And again, for people that don't think that, well, name another guy right now that you find genius and we'll have the debate. But this genius at the wheel of Tesla is the success, is the reason why it makings, um, such, it's creating such innovation. It's because Elon Musk is behind the wheels. Um, it's going to be interesting to see like what's going to happen when he's not there and pff, when's going to happen. I mean, if nothing bad happened to him, it's going to be there for the next pff, pretty much like 20, 30 years or something like that. Um, he spoke also on Joe Rogan's like, are you going to ever going to leave Tesla? And a lot of, you know, he was pretty much saying no, like as long like we need to, uh, accelerate the transition to sustainable energy and it's really his mission. It's really where Tesla, he has a lot of room to play and just think that it's, it's, it's his baby and it will stay there for a very, very long time. And, uh, it will be interesting when he's not there, but for now I'm not worried at all. And speaking of Elon Musk, another of his company is SpaceX, plans Starlink broadband for trucks, ships, and planes. So if you didn't know, SpaceX uh, Starlink, you can pretty much, you can buy um, the, the, what is it, like the dish? Yeah, you can buy the dish uh, for your home. And it costs about like 600 bucks, and then it's about like 100 bucks per month to get the high-speed internet. So it might not be very good for some places, like for here in Canada, we have good internet in the city and everything in Montreal. So it's not very advantageous to get it yet, but there's places that it's still very worth it. I have a couple of friends that they're just like, well, I'm just waiting. I have a friend who bought it and just, I'm waiting for that because he's paying around like $80 and the internet is shit. And you know, you have to deal with those internet companies, which is just a pain in the ass. This you just buy it, you install it, you you hook on it, and that's it. It's super simple, and that's what it needs to be. And that's another industry that needs to be disrupted because, for real, you know, we open uh, two businesses uh, in my work in my field. We opened it like two uh, office space. We call it like two retail space actually. And I just I just wanted to change the address i wanted to say okay we're moving from this place to this place so i want you you to cancel this internet at this uh, location move it to this next location and i want to open another location i was on the phone for two hours just giving like yes no answers the address my name I'm like why can i just fill out a form online and you take care of it i waited 30 minutes to get you on the line and then I wait two hours to just give really it's it's not that we have a conversation it's literally you ask me something I wait for five minutes hear you typing then you ask me another thing and I wait again it's just a pain in the ass and the price are too expensive so that's another thing that's gonna get disrupted very very easily and one of the things that's really interesting is that well if you can hook up starting and get pretty much internet for the same speed because right now if you want to get internet for example for your RV 
it's pretty much either very expensive compared to her home or very shit. Now, if it's going to be the same thing, well, in this new craze of digital nomad, that's going to be very interesting because, I mean, we have in this article, in Ars Technica, we have this little RV. I just imagine those people that uh, renovate those RV and they go up in the woods and they will, you know, th have this digital nomad lifestyle. They can just hook up SpaceX Starlink internet and they, you could pretty much drive all over around the country, have internet, just, you know, living your life and working from anywhere. And that's something I wanted to share with you is um, in another article that was in the same vein, which is Croatia, digital nomad visa. There's a lot of countries that are starting to pop up, like Portugal, Croatia. Uh, I think we have also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Germany or no, Estonia, sorry. Estonia, Bermuda, Barbados, Georgia. Uh, a lot of countries are starting to have digital nomad visas, and that's going to be very, very interesting for a couple of reasons. First, that's pretty damn awesome because you can just move out anywhere in the world and work from there. That's really cool for like workers, and it's really cool to just move anywhere in the world and, and work, and that's really the future also of work. People that say that a you need to be in a home because people are not productive well guess what you're just gonna find people who can deal with that because if really and that's coming to the second argument people that say oh i'm not productive at home i cannot work from home it's like first i think right now you have bias because it's not that you're not able to work from home you don't like to work from home it's just home is everything it's work it's home it's leisure time, it's friends time, it's just, and everything is from a screen. So everything is just your home and your screen. So of course you get like tired and you get, oh my God, I wanna get out of this place. But once you will be able to go and meet your friends and go like in bars and you will in restaurants and go to your friend's house and you will be able yourself to go work in uh, co-working space, work in cafes, people, who would want, who will say, oh no, I prefer to drive, to get to a place in traffic at the same time, you know, waste an hour, two hours, three, four. I, I know people have wasted five hours of their time every day to commute to work. This is insane. For employers, it's insane paying the amount of, uh, of spaces for offices. It's just not going to get back to this uh, level, to this um, where we were back before the pandemic. I think people are just going to stay home and they're going to live this digital nomad la lifestyle. And I mean, that's just speaking of people who have regular jobs. But I mean, with the rise of podcasting, blogging, I mean, you have YouTube, you have people getting more interested into their finance, you know, to investing. A lot of people will get more self-employed. And that's just another great thing for digital nomads. And my original point with this is that it, it's going to be cool for people to have uh, digital nomad visas. But also it's going to be very incredible for some of those countries. Because I think a lot of those countries that they are pretty nice, they're pretty uh, good for vacation, 
But people will just stay there for vacation. Nobody moves there because it's like, well, there's no job. I need to get back home. And, the, the, you know, if you move, for example, to Bermuda, well, Bermuda is not maybe a good example. But let's say you will move to Dominican Republic, for example. Well, people go there and it's pretty shit. Like people go there, they go there for two weeks. It's really like a, a tourist um, economy. And it's not so great. Now what you would have is you have people that will actually move there for a longer period of time and really be kind of a citizen. They will stay there for months, even years maybe. And that will recreate a lot of economic prosperity in those countries. And I think it's something that would be very, very great. And I think it's a good way also to bring people there because some of the places, let's say you will go to Africa. If you would have to take a flight to Africa, um, into you want to go in pretty much anywhere in Africa from Montreal. It's a 16-hour flight or something like that. The price is ridiculous. And maybe for your vacation, spending your two weeks, you're kind of like, eh, should I go to Somalia? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Probably not. People would go to Somalia with a digital nomad visas. But, you know, you will get to other countries, for example, and you will think, the point is that you will probably choose, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, the United States, to Europe, to those, you know, more mainstream place. But now people will kind of get bored, <laughs> you could say, of uh, Europe and all of those places or those more mainstream places. And um, I think people will start to just mm, go and adventure. I mean, we've seen it in Asia. A lot of, I think also Asians, country, a lot of Asian countries, I think Th Thailand, uh, they made uh, digital nomad visas, um, but that a lot of those economy gonna have boom with workers. And it's really different from, like I said, tourists because tourists when they move in, they will move for two weeks. They have a certain amount. They don't really plan. It's not the same amount of economy when you are there. You pay for an apartment. You go to the grocery store. You're really just acting as a citizen. It's just that you're not employed, but still. You know, you have a. It's better than having nothing. It's definitely better than just having tourists. So I think it's going to be a very great thing also for those for those countries. So digital nomad is is really exciting me. I think also with SpaceX, uh, with Starlink, where to have internet pretty much anywhere you want, you can hook up. It's going to be very interesting, very very interesting in the coming years to see, uh, pretty much, um what's what's going to happen is like that's pretty dark i'm just gonna raise my light over here uh, i think i'm out of battery but sorry um yeah i think it's gonna be very very interesting to see in the coming years what's gonna be like in 20 years i mean all i'm just speaking by the way it's i'm, I'm thinking about in 20 years what's going to be uh the you know the portrait of people in 20 years how are they going to work? I don't think it's going to be like the office. I think we're going to see a lot of people moving around and offices are going to be very decentralized and that's going to be very, very interesting to see. But I'm very, very excited for that and probably going to take advantage of those digital nomad visas for sure. I want to give you uh, guys on a last thing that I see today, which is GM which they release a new Hummer EV electric pickup testing footage uh, announced SUV version unveil. Oh, I fucked that up, sorry. GM releases, releases new Hummer EV electric pickup testing footage. So pretty much they just show this testing footage 
um, of their new um, the new EV Armor, and they're gonna announce. I think yeah, it's the third of April. They're gonna announce their SUV, and I think the prices is like yeah, it's starting around eighty to a hundred thousand dollars. It's around six hundred twenty-five horsepower to eight hundred eight hundred horsepowers, and you see the video, and it is pretty damn good looking. I mean, it's drifting on ice. I'm gonna put that in the description if you want. You can look it up. It's uh, the GMC Armor EV, the next chapter, and it's them driving on ice. Nothing really specific. It's just driving. So uh, you know, maybe it's driving at two two kilometers per hour. We don't even know. But the look is pretty damn good. I'm pretty impressed. I've been shitting on GMC at the beginning of this podcast, but I'm pretty impressed with how it looks. And it, it really doesn't look like uh, GMC at all. They made uh, changes. I love it. I really love it, actually. It, it's going to be interesting to see how this compare and also with the Cybertruck and all those old electric truck. But my point, I'm going to leave you on that with Tesla and GMC, is that if people think that uh, people are not going to buy electric truck, because it's like real men has gasoline. Well, they're dumb. Maybe like your old uncle that is 70 or 60 years old still believes that. But fucking sure that anyone who looks at that or looks at the Cybertruck and see those things with 800 horsepowers and no gas, <laughs> like they're not going to shit on it. They're going to be the idiot one. They're going to be the idiot one. And you will see those storm of videos of like, cyber truck of or any really electric cr truck just crushing those gasoline truck just crushing those gasoline truck and they're going to be the one that people are going to laugh at so i think it's going to be pretty amazing for evs i think it's going to be amazing for just ev man you have you have no lag you have 100 you you have so much torque that's what you want in a truck you want to go electric so go electric go gmc go tesla Talk to you guys next time. Bye.